watching prohibition fall down. All right, guys, let's rock the grow talk. We don't do enough of these, Scotty. We've got to get the growing knowledge out. Oh, all right. Sounds good, dude. Sounds good. Teach me. Teach me what's up. Uh, today, I'll teach you. Today, we are going to learn in public about growing fine cannabis. We're going to talk about is LST a waste of time? You got to try it dog. once in your life, bro. I, I knew you had to have a joke on that. Mm-hmm. We're talking LST, low stress training, as well as hemp fields and pollen drift in Michigan by Gorilla. Hey, this is serious, man. I've actually thought about this. It's a pretty serious one. Well, if you got a little recharge question here titled Recharge for Indoor Grow when used with Promix Media by Verde Farms. The Verde means green. When to flip the flower by Stymie 24. Mm. And last but not least, inverted roots in fabric pot by Matthews Garden. All right. All right. Let's check it out. Well, I got to hit a bowl before we do. I was going to put you on spot. Why don't you, can, can you tell the folks about the DGC membership? I'm getting heavy here with 1,000 episodes. By 1,000 episodes, I want 1,000 members, man. That is the drive. We're at episode 893, as you hear. Yeah. What do you think? Can we do it, Scotty? I'm sure that we can. Dude talked to me about this, I don't know, it was last year or so. And he said, man, we've got so many uh, awesome supporters, the DGC. I bet if we ask them to help us build these next shows and keep it rolling, they will. And I kind of laughed at him and said, <laughs> why, why would uh, people pay for something that they can get for free? And human nature has proved me wrong. Human nature well, says no, if I you thought- take something, that you'll support it. And thank you so much. We've got, what, 800 people that are doing that? 700 some. It's a listener supported content, guys. I have really focused hard. Scotty's got recharge to help support himself and family and your gardens. And right, dude, come out with a good, cool product, something you can do. And you know what? My product is the show, it's a membership. It's trying to just have this rolling so I don't have to think about that, bringing on another company, another product. You know, we do bring products to your attention that are great out in the industry, great companies. Go over to the friends list. You can see all yep. those. They're literally um, our friends, our friends that are, are doing good business. We love to associate with them. We love to help them out. So dogrows.com, support us. $10 a month, September 15th. If you want to be entered, we're giving away an HLG 550 V2R spec. That is, And that's what our friends do for us. Those are the type of people that uh, that support the DGC, guys like HLG. So yes, if so having those guys as friends and sponsors is wrong, I don't want to be right. What do you think, dude? I think that's right. So there's a link in the show notes here if you guys want to check out that light that retails at 1050 We'll do a five by five area. I believe it's just under 500 watts still. I think it's at 480. But man, top quality shit for your grow. You'll also get free seeds from Seeds Here Now when you sign up from Great Breeder Obsolete, as well as 30% off recharge, 30% off the DGC outlet. And we're working on more things as time comes on. And something, I t- you got to help me out, DGC ideas. When we get to a thousand members, we got to do something. You know what? Uh, definitely, I'm more concerned. We got to do something for our Canadian DGC. I've talked to them about it, <laughs> a, a couple of them. Man, I think it's tough for them to get the seeds, and I think it's tough for them to get the recharge. So, what can we do? Come on, private. Hey, Canadian me. DGC, you guys can get seeds. You do have to pay more for shipping, but there is no issues with seeds here Beautiful. now. Getting okay. seeds up here. Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, HLG, this current giveaway will ship to Canada, but I'm trying to work. I'm glad you mentioned, Scotty, nice. have another giveaway from HLG for Canadian DGC only. Beautiful. We got such strong support up there, dude. I feel you. So yeah, we got to work on it. Unfortunately, there is that border thing and it does cause some issues, but we're, I'm, we're trying to get recharge up here. We're just going to relabel it called, uh, 
either grow powder or plant powder. I don't know which one. <laughs> what is that border thing all about? Grew up on this and we'll get into some other time, but is that just a taxation thing? It is hard as shit to get products over the border, man. Uh, no, Canada as a, as a whole kind of cares about their environment oh, and the, the stuff that's there, maybe a little bit more than really? we do currently. Uh, and, and, a, and a lot of places do where uh, not only do they not want invasive plants or animals or something like that to come to their country, they don't want invasive microbes. To oh, yeah. We're a country getting recharged. There is like a, a year's process with scientists. And, and that, that's if you have everything is already on the list for it should be able to be able to get in there. It, it's, it's just ridiculous. But hey, can we say something? Though? I don't know if I get in trouble for saying this, but Guru and I have been working on this for so long long that we actually have everything we need to get it organically approved. So I would think that's coming within, I don't know, as soon as we get our registration. But man, we were able to do that. Even like work with Omri, we're able to do that freaking 10 times faster than we can get it into Canada with no, you know, where nothing's needed. Fair enough. I'll work on the smuggles. Next time I'm down in the States, you know, I'll come back, I'll put them, I'll put on a recharge fat suit where I'm all ballooned out. Yeah, yeah, go for it, man. Just stick packs. You'd be like the guy that's just packs all over my body. I saw that this guy was loaded with like 150 iPhones and they were taped all over his body. It was awesome. Okay. All right, let's get into if you guys enjoyed that last week, dudegrows.com under support us is where you can sign up to help support the show. Much appreciate it. All right. Let's get into the grow. Let's get well first, let's see who's growing some dank out in the crew here. This is by Sir Coughs a lot. It's a 315. Ceramic metal halide in a three by three area, day 56 of flower. And it goes the Irie Genetics, Sunkist, and the Barney's Farm Critical Kush are reaching the end. The Sunkist is fading much quicker than the Critical Kush. Yeah. Oh, we got a video to show here, huh, Guru? Yeah, check it out. All right. Pretty. But still, he goes another week of playing H2O. Yep. So he's almost to day 60. He's doing his flush. Um, he goes, maybe two on the CC because he's the critical. I guess that's the critical Kush. But regardless, he goes, I was super pleased when Scotty admitted that to using the Grow More Dry Nutrient Powders in his auto hempy systems. Oh, Three shucks. cheers for simplicity. I've been with or I've been using auto hempies with veg plus bloom synthetic base yep, plus one mil Cali Magic. Yeah, I saw those cats at, uh, that shit seems kind of popular. And I am. Usually when I think powdered nutrients, I'm like just kind of like turned like I don't know, chemically strong. But then I also think about why we shipping water around. Why don't you know highly soluble powders, um, depending on your growth style, good option. Think about how much work the hydro industry did over the last 25, 30 years to get you to buy watered down products for a lot of money and with fancy names. So you really don't know what they do when you go buy stuff. <clears throat> At the you know ag supply place, they're like, "How much nitrogen do you want?" Cool. Here's ammonium nitrate, a hundred zero zero. You know whatever the hell it is. You know a hundred percent nitrate. What is ammonium nitrate? Fifty zero zero. Oh, off the top of my head, I can't remember. I it's fucking tons. You know, it's a lot I mean? of nitrogen. Yeah, and so you know, you know, you're buying nitrogen. You go in buy you know A and B. You don't know what the hell you're buying. Deliberately, yeah, I feel that. Yeah, I like its philosophy on the flush here because it always amazes me on how the plant eats itself at the end. No matter what you feed it, organic synthetics doesn't matter. The leaves become the ultimate organic fertilizer. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. The storage vessels, man. I guess it's the people debate there. If you're not feeding it organics, are the leaves organic fertilizer? 
What are the um, leaves good, holding in them? You know what I mean? This like, is a good statement here. And all that nutrition stored in the leaves is used to pack the final weight at the end. That is one of the times when my plants are going through flush and the leaves are consuming. It's all consuming itself that I see visibly some of the most weight come on for me. That makes sense to me. Um, see, it goes, but one thing I've learned after five years of personal growing, talking quality genetics, Trump, or when talking, yeah, quality genetics trumps everything. Yes. You agree with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. The most important thing to have dank weed in your garden is the genetics that you put into your garden. Dude, try taking some reg seeds and growing them in your fucking dank-ass, perfect VBD dialed-in garden and tell me how much bud you get. You're going to get little yeah. wispy buds, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Next would be your environment light, but that's, yeah, you got to have good genetic structure. Well, thanks for the post, man. You guys can get your dank nubs. Dank nub. Don't put dank nubs anywhere. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> Nothing, nothing at you, JR. My God, what am I doing here? Dank nugs, people. Dudegrows.com. (laughs) Too much? You good? I'm just listening, man. I'm just listening. All right, grow grow talk. These questions are pulled from dudegrows.com under growing questions. Great community there. Use the search bar. Even if you don't have a question, guys, you can go over to dudegrows.com. That search bar will pull up all kinds of good information for your questions in your grow, indoor, and out. Hey, I will say something. We are looking for some flashback questions. We've been doing these, uh, what do you call them, segments that we're putting out. If you've seen one that we haven't done so well, something that, that needs addressing, let us know. I would like to, I don't know, I want to go back and, and redo some of those questions. I've learned so much since then, no? Um, learned a bit, but also I think obviously we've been a little bit better at presenting yeah. and learning in public knowledge as well. Of course, with Guru's help and things that's been advancing around here in the bakery and whatnot. Yeah, but even with the knowledge, you know, I'd, l- I'd love to have a, a three-way conversation about some of those uh, those topics that we didn't really know a ton about, you know, 300, 400 shows ago, no? Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Well, let me take you into this one with, is LST a waste of time outdoors by Smoke Dog? Yes, do it. <laughs> While I'm narrating, you guys check these pictures out. It goes, hey, guys, I love the show. Listening always makes my day even better. Thanks, so keep up the good work. I have two Durban clones in four-gallon pots, roots organic potting soil with a couple of additional amendments. I use Dynagrow salts once a week. I let one grow naturally and the other I low-stress train. I wonder if I'm wasting my time outdoors with this. The untrained plant looks like it may have a better yield. What do you think? Man, these plants look way different than each other. They do. And I will say, I used to read through the seed catalogs and some of them would say, don't cut this thing. Don't mess with it. Just let it grow. But, you know, like Amsterdam Dutch table method. Duke Diamond recommends that with a lot of his strengths. Yeah. Just let them grow on central cola and and be quick about it. But I think the biggest thing holding both of these plants back from yield uh, is not the training that either of them have had. It's the size. size. It's the container size that each of them are in. I mean, it's off kitty litter boxes. Not yeah, but it's a four gallon. I've grown in those things before. Out outdoors, <laughs> you probably got to water that a lot. You're yeah. going to have to water it like four or five times a day, four times a day, probably. Depends outdoors. on on how hot it is. I'm in an undersized container as well, but I don't usually. We don't get too much up above. Man, mid eighties is not that common. It's going to be freaking hot. But this being said, Scotty, like you agree, this guys we're looking at two plants. One. It's very strong central cola. Looks about four feet tall. Right. The other one, no strong central cola. And has just, I don't know if he looks topped three, it, but it's three feet wide though, right? Yeah. It's like a scrogged like out. A so it looks like a three by two and a half or almost a three by three. Yeah. So let's think about that. You've got that giant central cola on the one. You've got a few on the bottom as well. 
that thing's definitely going to yield. Um, the idea with scrogging is to get the light and make everything a, a top, you know, so he's got, you know, 20, 25, 30 tops on that other one. And it's not always with, with the scrogging. It's not always about getting, uh, more yield may usually, yes, you will usually get more yield, right. but it's the type of yield you get. Mm-hmm. You get uh, smaller, uh, more packageable buds instead of just having a giant like donkey dick. Yeah, less potential for bud rot, right? 100%. Did he say more Especially packageable buds? I did. The fuck uh, is that going on? <laughs> I'm sorry. These buds are barely packageable. They're too big. But I know what you're saying. Of course, other reasons. I mean, that's part of why cookies and those strains are so popular with dispensaries and stuff is it's so easy for them to wait out because it's it's just all in the little nuggets. Little nuggets of info you get from Guru today. Diggity. Also, very good if you need privacy. You have a certain fence you can't go over, that kind of thing. Low-stress training is a great option. Scott, you did mention on the indoor um, it can slow you down. Like when you top or, or train, if you just want to get to harvest as quick as you can to figure out what's what, don't do not do any of this. Just put that seed in and let it rock. Right. We'll take a look at that. Uh, the one flower, I'm sorry, the one on, on the left, mm-hmm. if you had those jammed pretty close together, you'd get one hell of a yield without having to take any extra veg time. You know, you get, get something like that, uh, you know, whatever, in 10 weeks, 11 weeks, you're ahead of the game if you got them stacked up with, you know, I don't know, six inches in between them. I feel you. I feel you. All right. Why not just put all autos, all autos everywhere? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we had an interesting conversation, guys. You'll have to stay tuned next week sometime with Jeff Lowenfels about I have literally everything, but auto flowers as well, but as well as politics, all types of great stuff. So yeah. stay tuned. Really cool dude, man. I enjoyed hanging out with him. Definitely have some different grow philosophies, but check it out. I think that was the thing, man. Technology's up. a trip, man. We're on the three way call. Scotty's in the bakery in Fort Collins, Colorado. Jeff's in. Anchorage, Alaska, I yep. believe, and I'm chilling out in Vancouver, British Columbia, and it worked dandy. Yep. We're all getting high hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Hemp Fields by Gorilla. He goes, hello, guys. New listener and new grower here in Michigan. This is my first of maintaining an outdoor cannabis garden thanks to the new rec laws here in Michigan. Awesome. Oh. Growing cannabis outdoor for the first time and the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth time feels freaking great. I'm already looking forward to expanding my garden next year, but Michigan is now also allowing agricultural hemp production. I'm concerned with these hemp fields pollinating my girls. Is there any precautions to take when there may be hemp fields nearby? Any suggestions to prevent such a tragedy? I, I got to thank uh, Just Coolin, um, put in a good, he, he linked to another post that was titled dudegrows.com forward slash big hemp. But, what is uh, agricultural hemp? Is that hemp for fiber or is that hemp for CBD? Currently, <laughs> currently it's it's all lumped under, under the same. Because nice. hemp for CBD, you would figure that they're either using feminized seeds or pulling the, the males because they don't want a whole bunch of, you know, they don't want their fields being pollinated either. Or propagating from clone too. Yeah. I would check around your area. It's worthwhile. Um, Just Coolin makes a good point, you know. If they're, if they're flower farmers, you're going to think they're going to remove males. So right. they're going to be using, I think the new trend is going to be uh, planting feminized seed, right? Is going to be the most efficient uh, way would, for flower farmers. So either that or they are doing a bunch of clone. I think tissue culture is either coming or here now. Yeah. Uh, Asmos Grove says it really depends on location. In downstate Illinois, I wouldn't grow outdoors as hemp is or was in the 90s to 2000, wild all over. Any farmer's fields on the edges of cultivated land, and what I checked on was allegedly seeded 
more than the 80s and 90s regweed, interesting. (laughs) Just wild grown shit. Oh, he's just making me think about taking a big bud and just breaking it up to get all the seeds out and just like literally, what, 50 seeds popping out of it. Mm. Hey, they could uh, genetically modify cannabis so that it wouldn't be able to be pollinated unless it's pollinated by another uh, GM type of cannabis. If they want, if they do that in corn is where, where, where I'm getting this from. They'll turn off uh, a certain gene right. in the genome and if or, or they'll add it in. And if it's not present there in the pollen that lands on it, it won't let it be pollinated by it. Um, So it like blocks pollen drift from happening. Can they just make it glow when I smoke it? I think they can do that too. Phosphorescent dyes and stuff. (laughs) Soup's got a point to make you scratch your head before we move on. He says, I'm I'm more worried about the methods being used by these hemp farmers. There's so many hemp farmers coming along. Everybody wants to make their piece of pie in this green rush, if you will. And he says, if we're going to monocrop it and grow it like corn or soybeans, it's going to have the same environmental issues that those crops have and nobody's winning. So good point, Soup, man. If they're just going to plant huge fields and you know have phosphorus runoff into the Mississippi River and <laughs> so whatnot true. and have the algae blooms in the Gulf, then what are we doing? Yeah. It's a little bit better than, than corn or soy in some regards. It, it is a, a little bit more bioremediating to the soil than those are. Not if you're throwing a bunch of crap on it. And not if you're monocropping, then you got the bug issues. And well, yeah, no, yeah. All, all of that. Mono, you know, soup does make <clears throat> make a good point that we should talk about is monocropping is a mess. The, the earth isn't meant to be monocropped. Uh, you know, try try growing grass a monocrop and see what happens. And it's it's the and reason growing in mind. Monocropping is the reason GMO stuff is so bad too. Not because uh, like inherently the stuff they're adding to the plant is going to be harmful to you in any way. The, the damaging stuff from GMOs is to the environment and it's that it encourages everyone to plant as a monoculture. And then uh, like with, with genetics, it's always like a race between, especially with, with uh, GMO stuff, it's a race between us and mother nature and bugs and pathogens will evolve and adapt and will get resistance to the stuff we've added. And if we don't stay ahead of it, then there could be like catastrophic crop failures across the world. Yeah, and I mean, the idea behind crop rotation and whatnot is different root zones, different things go deeper into the soil or, or take different nutrition. Or add different <laughs> things back Right, in. when they decompose. Yeah, there's all these things we used to do to the land a long time ago, leave it fallow, leave, give it a little chance to decompose, um, keep uh, other plants and animals on the land, all that kind of stuff. It's so different than what we're doing now. Well, let me move on to, yeah, we should cover that. Wake and bake, maybe shout out to Soup. We should get him up on the show or go check him out. What is he, growerslove.com, I believe? Yeah, absolutely. But I'm going to transition on over to a great sponsor, Great Light. If you guys are growers out there and you're trying to replace DEs, or you have a commercial setup, you got ceiling height, and you're going to throw some light ups, the, some lights up, check out Spectrum King. They made this SK602. Totally replace what you have in a what are DEs? Don't they like technically like 1100 something watts? I thought they were like 1150. 1150. Or something like that, yeah. <laughs> SK602. We got a 600 watt. It might be 602 watts. Covers an eight by eight area. I've seen these in action. Do you hear that? Eight by eight area. What? You're going to be three to four feet off canopy. I've hung out over at Ramos Garden. These things kick ass. They're IP65 rated, which isn't. Not like waterproof, like you're gonna submerge it, but I've seen them at the trade shows. They just run a like a full shower head on their light for the two or three day trade show straight, which is impressive in itself. Right. Wait, to go that, back to this eight by eight thing, man. I'm so sorry, but you gotta you gotta convince me on this. You know, I I 
I'm reading it from their description. Oh, we should get well, if a Brandon. light company says so. It must be true, man. No, see, I no, I wouldn't take that from just any lighting company. I believe, you know, I'll I'll make a note here, Scotty, to come back with with your full answer of why it's covering an eight by eight. I mean, it certainly can't be covering it evenly. Is all I'm saying. I love spectrum. It's more than likely when somebody's hanging, like right, they have a a deal. If you buy a hundred lights or more, um, but if you have the grid where there's some probably overlight, I don't think you hang it in an eight by eight one in a room. Right. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. I understand what you're saying. Overlap. Damn, that would be interesting, man. In like a warehouse, every eight foot. Huh. Yeah, they're they come with a dimmer on it, guys. They're made in the USA, full five year warranty on them. So great company. I and you don't have to use it. I keep mine two feet off canopy, my six oh two, and in pretty intense situations yeah, with like that kidding. plant. What's that? Yeah, dude, two feet off the canopy with a you know basically an eleven twelve hundred watt replacement light. That's fucking. A you got to do it power. a certain way for sure. Yeah, it's, that plant was had been under that light since day one. Grew up to it. Got if you did that on a plant that wasn't used to it, you'd fry it. Sure, sure. Yeah, Regardless, Brenda, come on. I, I want to hear what Brenda's got to say about these commercial setups. I know they're in a bunch of huge commercial setups. That would be efficient as fuck. Could you imagine being able to put one six hundred watt light every eight by eight? I mean, if you're doing commercial, dude, that's a dream. I'm thinking every four by four. Yeah, think about the equipment you're investing in. Lastly, there is a story he had where somebody's, and it's not going to be completely uncommon, whether it's on accident or not, their sprinkler system went off, ruined all their lighting. Like every, all their lighting investment was done. So it's important to have a light rated right that can handle something like that. And you can just bang, you're ready to go. Then that, you know, no problem. So I'll end it with guys. There's more lights over there as well. SpectrumKingLED.com. For the smaller growers, closet cases, coupon code DUDE, SK, across the site will hook you up. Yeah. Nice. They're, they're solid. They've been, what the, I think they were the first light supporter to hop on, man. Very cool folks. I'm going to give them a holla after the show and talk about the 8x8. Eight eight. We'll get you some know, solid answers. You convince answers. me. If it's a lot of overlap, if it's freaking 50 lights in a room, it makes sense. You know, or at least I'd be willing to listen then. One light, eight, you know, you're in an 8x8 eight eight room. And That's what they used to say about the 90-watt uh, UFO. They said it did like an eight by eight. Yeah, I just want to be skeptical because our audience deserves it, sir. I feel you. All right, we got recharge for indoors grow used with ProMix Media by Verde Farms. Cool. We'll recharge it up a little bit. Cool. I'm going to answer this one with one hand tied behind my back. Go. All right. It goes, hello, I've used recharge product before without knowing much about it or its benefits. I'm running and you should know about these things. I'm running an artisan indoor an artisan indoor hemp grow in that Tennessee. Means, I think that means that he made it himself. He didn't go and buy no system from somebody. He goes, look, I'm going to take this bucket right here. I'm going to put a hole in it and put some rocks in the bottom. And I'm a, no, I don't know. seems like artisan. <laughs> I keep on thinking of uh, uh, loving in her eyes who said, oh, it's your art. Your grow is your art. She's like, I don't even feel good about telling people they got spider mites. It's their art, man. <laughs> this isn't a grow for money. This is a grow for like his art. Yeah. 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 Artisan. I got it. So he says, I would like to take most advantage of benefits from this product. I would like to know if I can use it as a cleaning and stabilizing agent in my next run using the soil ProMix HP, which is basically soilless peat perlite and root mass from the previous grow. I gotcha. So he's still going to have his old roots in there being a cleaning agent saying he wants to put something in there maybe to help that just biologically get taken care of. Yeah. I'd like to try and use just recharged water and CalMag during the veg stage and in flowering to incorporate my normal canna base and other supplemental products recipe. 
Please share your opinions before experiment. Thanks, dudes. Yeah. So is he wanting to water and recharge when the beds are empty with the roots in there still? Well, I just want to kind of get this one. He's talking about cleaning, and I think it's really important to understand that soil isn't clean and it doesn't want to be clean. We always say that nature abhors a vacuum. Nature doesn't allow a vacuum to happen. Uh, so as soon as you get something clean or sterile in nature, just uh, something will come and come back to it, whether it's some bacteria, fungi, and then you got the chance it could be pathogenic, it could be beneficial. So the idea with recharge is instead of cleaning the soil, you load it with a bunch of beneficial bacteria and fungi. So A, if there's any pathogens that are left in the soil, they'll be outcompeted. Uh, <clears throat> there's just colonies of the good guys coming in. And then okay. the, uh, one of the fungi we use, trichoderma, li literally is used or they found out about it because it was decomposing the canvas in, in the military. It's just this super aggressive decomposer. Hey, more more cool than just canvas. Waxed canvas army tents. <laughs> yeah, right? Like that's ridiculous. But it's just, I mean, they use it to make acid wash jeans. Have you ever camped in one of those, man? The smell. Oh, yeah, I have actually. <laughs> Anyway, so that, that kind of stuff will eat up the roots. It really does. I know they have enzymes that are, you know, all that, all that stuff that you can use. It really doesn't, you don't need much more than the recharge. Well, why would you want to water in enzymes when, when you use recharge, you have billions of enzyme factories mm -hmm. there that they're going to make their own enzymes to, to be able to break that stuff down. And you have a more complete like natural cycle than if you're just watering it in an enzyme and hoping that there are some native microbes in there, they're going to be able to use that to help break stuff down. It's, it's yeah. Use recharge. Yeah, exactly. You got the right idea. We just want to inoculate it with a bunch of good instead of uh, uh, cleaning it up so that anything can come back in. And as far as the, the, the nutrition uh, with your amended or your reusing the ProMix, um, which just has the root mats in yeah. it. I would say use more than just cow mag and recharge in veg. For, in, in, in veg. Right. I, would, I would use some normal veg nutrients with that as well because there's not really in just normal promix. Uh, there's not any real nutrition much in there at all. And veg um, is when you need the nutrients. That's when you're actually building plant mass. Exactly. And there's not going to be <laughs> enough uh, nitrogen from the, the calcium nitrate that's in the cow mag that you're using. And you got to know how you ended the prior grow. Like you got to, as a grower, have a little bit of an idea of, okay, how hot is this mix? How at the prior, at the end of my last grow, did I flush it out pretty good? Just a little base in your head of where you're at with the nutrition in your mix. Right. Agreed. But still, you're still going to need some building blocks, some steak and potatoes. Uh, I'm hashtag no spill, man. I'd probably end up buying a bottle of some type of enzyme anyway because I like to be like that sometimes. Uh, exactly. That's exactly what, we're, what they're talking about. You're perfect for the hydro store. You buy it because it makes you feel good. <sighs> it works, Scotty. I'll bring it. <laughs> bring it. All right. When to flip the flower by Stymie. <laughs> oh, well, let me mention. You guys want to get your hands on some fine charge. Recharge. Uh, Realgrowers.com. That's yes. where you guys can go over if you're a member with the coupon code. You need to go to realgrowers.com or anybody can pick it up. Amazon Prime, get that shit brought to your house drone or by some weird guy in a car that you don't recognize because Amazon's just paying people to move shit around now. God, that uh, is weird. It's the world's changing so fast. All you got to do is, I guess you just sit by and we'll let, let it happen, right? Uh, yeah, this, this guy's just weird, unmarked, like little little rice rocket race car thing pulls up. And I'm like, I don't, what are you doing, man? Who are you? <laughs> or shit, if you're in the city, in, in like an hour, you can have stuff delivered to you prime and they'll just show up on a bike jesus 
Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about when to flip the flower. Yes, sir. By Stymie24. Goes, what up, DGC? Looking for a little direction on my first indoor photo period grow. Wow. I currently have five plants. Gorilla Glue number four, three black domino, and one cheese. <laughs> I was curious as when I should flip the flower. I'm growing under an HLG 260 watt and a rapid LED chilled chill LED logic. Okay, so and that was a two by two do it yourself kit. Right. All right, he's got some good light and kicking. I'm growing the plants in an amended soil blend of coast of Maine, ocean forest, perlite, cocoa, biochar, and earthworm castings. So that's a pretty enriched soil. I know coast of Maine never ran it because I'm not on the coast of Maine. <laughs> But it's a, it's an enriched rig yeah. as well as ocean forest. But you yeah. lighten it up with that perlite and cocoa. Biochar, um, so lighten it up as well. He's in a ten gal smart pots. The plants are thirty three days old, and he's grown in a four by four tent. It's got humidity around sixty five and temps around eighty seven to eighty. But he says purchasing an AC to have more control over the heat. Yeah, eighty seven. You're borderline there with that LED lighting. Um, but any information would be extremely beneficial. All right, 10-gallon pots in a 4 by 4 10, 30 days old, guys, and the plants look to be what? He's got a ruler here. Oh, there's like 15. 10. I see 10 inches there. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, oh I see. There's two container size. Oh, two different ones. Okay. All good. What do you think, Scotty? What do you think? I mean, there's a lot of variables here, but I would, I'm would. i pretty much in a 4 by 4 10, ready to go to flowering, looking so at sorry. these plants. I was getting a little bit stoned. What was the question? When should he flip the flower? Oh, okay. Or when, when to decide to flip the flower? Um, it, it looks like these plants have been topped. The, the main thing I would be after, though, is, is to have a full rooted out 10-gallon pot when I go to flower. And just a full 30 canopy. days is a little quick in a 10-gallon, isn't it? I, I, would, it I would think it's a little fast, yeah. It matters what you're doing. If you got another tent with, uh, with clones behind you ready to go, you know, it kind of matters how long you, how big you grow your plants and when you flip according to what you got coming up on deck too. And it kind of matters what your goals are too. If That's like I mean, ul yeah. ultimate yield is your goal in a four by four tent, I'm going to tell you to do a double net scrog. And wait it out. Yeah. And, and wait it out because, because with a scrog in a tent, it's pretty easy to tell when to flip to flower. You kind of weave and fill your, or get your first scrog almost filled, flip to flower, and then weave for the first week and then let it just grow up and fill into the second net. And but it matters. It, just real quick, most of the time with uh, at least aggressive strains, you can expect, I don't know, almost double, I'd say 18, 12 to 18 inch stretch. I'd always tell people to plant on two feet if you don't know the strain. Yeah. So you're not going to be screwed with your distance between light and canopy. Yeah, meaning those plants are going to grow. You think vegetative growth, flowering, flowering, they grow like a motherfucker too in the beginning. But the variables are some people will flower plant right away due to maybe they're in a cabinet. You know, you've seen yep. them grows like in a freaking computer cabinet or they're just trying to sex them quick and figure out what they are. But or you just general, want some quick bud, man. You know what I mean? You're like, I don't give a fuck. I got nothing. I got a 60 day countdown. I'm going to get a quarter pound off this or a half pound off this tent. And then I got clones ready to go in. Good point, though. Guru said, if, you know, if we're going for more roots, more fruits, make sure your containers getting close to getting rooted out, not root bound. Cause nice. you still, how long do you grow roots and flowering? At least the first couple of weeks, you're still continuing to have root. Is there a certain point that you say the roots the, stop the root, growing? No, the roots aren't going to just stop like halt growth. You just don't want them exploring. Um, but they're, they're not going to grow as fast once the plant pretty much finishes stretching. Okay. Uh, once bud set starts, it's going to, it's going to significantly slow down its root development and growth. 
And keep in mind, I do see your canopy view here. It looks like you have some plants that are smaller than others. Even if they're only four inches smaller, uh, light just degrades quickly as the further the, the coming down on the plants Let's get with blocked. my so you should be able to try and block up or chalk up, whatever, however you want to word it, plants that are shorter than other plants right. so you can have an even <clears throat> canopy. You know what? I was wrong there. Light, that's a great description, though. Light does degrade quickly, <clears throat> meaning that four or five foot up, it's like, what, 10 times the amount of light you got down five foot below it? If there's a single point of source. Yeah, it's like, what is that, the invert? No, it's just like it's, a pyramid, right? It's called the inverse square law with light, and, and it really... Uh, it, it's important to realize that it only matters when there's a single or just one it, bulb in the it's center, only right? completely true if there's uh, one single point of light. If, that, say if you had LEDs completely covering the entire top of your tent, right? Um, and the inverse square law changes uh, pretty significantly. There. Yeah, and what what we're talking about is when you used to hang like one thowie up in the center of the room. If you were to have a light meter and put it up right under that light, it would just pin it, you know, and then you go down four foot. You know, go down to the, to the floor, or go down to the uh, pot level, and it's fucking like at you know one eighth of what it was, or a quarter of what it was. It's just crazy how fast light dissipates. But just to get back to this question, in in my opinion, I would definitely want to uh, shape and get these plants a little bit more ready for flower and filled into their pots before I went to flip to flower. Um, you could definitely do some stuff to. Uh, I'm gonna. Not, not make Jeff Lowenfels happy, but you should. Uh, I would remove some leaves to get some better airflow through, through the plant. It looks pretty thick uh, in the pictures, I guess. Um, you guys love the color of those leaves. Go, go down. I mean, I, I've been, I don't know. I've been, me and Guru have been arguing about it. I keep on wanting to throw more nitrogen in the greenhouse. I just think this is light looking. Guru says I'm colorblind. <laughs> what do you think, man? Are these a little light green to you? I might like a little nitrogen on these. Uh, that's one of the things I have to know what I, I fed them. I think they look healthy, but yeah, they potentially could use a little bit. And, and uh, addressing nutrient deficiencies uh, in terms of just like the shade of green it is from a camera. Right. Uh, where the white balance could just be wrong. Sure. Uh, can make things really difficult too. True, true. Doesn't mean I had a picture just... in the other day of a dank nug, but the guy took the picture in a garden that had the HPS light mm. hanging. I'm like, damn, man, made me cringe a little. Like, flowers looking pretty good, but that HPS light is no good for photography. Isn't that a joy, though? I mean, think about how often that used to happen every time anybody wanted to take a picture of something. It was at an HPS. Man, now it's all under these LEDs. It's like proper lighting. It's beautiful. <laughs> all right, we got another Grow Talk question, but before I do, all you growers, anybody, build a soil is going to have something for you, especially if you're mixing soil, making soil. Or if you're going out and you can, most people can source a good bale of quality peat, I think, in the United States, typically from a garden center. Would you yeah, agree? Makes sense. Pro Mix is all over. Maybe not the depot. I don't know. Watch it. I've had some peats or bought lower end peats that were, they were horse shit. They do. But, have, I think it is Pro Mix in, in uh, or it's either Pro Mix or Sunshine, but they do have them at Home Depot. I've seen it. So Build a Soil's got kits ready just to amend those so you don't have to do the guesswork. And take that and mix all these dry amendments in your bale and have your own Clackamas Coop style soil or water only blend. I hate to say that. I believe there are no true water only blends because different strains and different types of plants are going to have different needs. But some of them definitely work out. Um, but as well, man, they got IPM products, soils that are already totally pre-mixed, whether you want it by the 20 pallets on the truck or just a bag. And IPM products such as Beneful Insects, Foliar Sprays, and a bunch of good vibes like we preach on the show as far as being 
you know, trying to be, I don't want to say grow like nature. How do I say, Scotty? Uh, respecting nature. Yeah, it is growing. Environmentally like responsible. <clears throat> but it's I will take that. As, but it, it, is growing, it is growing the way uh, uh, nature grows, you know, using <sighs> microbes and solubilizing, uh, uh, you know, getting nutrients from minerals. All that kind of stuff is how nature works. They're just grinding up the rocks a little faster for you. And like I do like to say, they will answer the phone. They will help you. There's a great knowledge base. Jeremy's been on our show a couple times. Just search Dude Grows. Jeremy, build a soil. You'll find it. And uh, yeah, give them some love. Buildasoil.com out in Colorado. Shout out. Yeah. All right. One more grow talk question here. What do you think? What do we got? Is the inverse inverted law? What's that? <laughs> I'm just messing around. What do we got? Too much messing around, Scott. No, I'm just kidding. How dare me? Oh, look at the fuzz. If you want to hear non-messing around, go listen to Dude Grow Show episode one. <laughs> All right, Inverted Roots by Matthews Garden. When I peeled back the landscape fabric to check to see if my plants needed watering, um, he goes, there's the, there's the part of the landscape fabric you can lift up that's outside of the trellises. He goes, I can see lots of root growth climbing into the fabric and creating root tips. Never seen this before. Good or bad? Question mark. That's good. That that is good. Look at those fuzz. Look at the fuzz on those roots, man. The happy roots. That's all. First, that's where you know the root only absorbs nutrient from the tips. And look at all the tips that are on. You've got thousands and thousands of tips on that one little one inch root hair. It's fucking awesome. Mike At first, I thought this was a good thing, that, man. And pretty damn cool. But then I started thinking. Why that happened and some of the possibilities I came up with weren't good because I'm probably overthinking shit as I do. So I thought I'd ask the crew, why is this happening? Am I overwatering or is recharge or mammoth pre great soil with a top mulch fueling that extra growth in the rhizosphere? Yes, that was yes. the one you hit it there. Oh, man, that looks good. That looks like a TV commercial. <laughs> this is the 32 biggest plants all have this. I love this grow. This is that outdoor grow that we featured the other day right. uh, on the show. It looks beautiful. Um, as soup says, you're winning, man. You're mulching, not enough growers mulch. Um, that's creating a good moisture area yep. there by the top of your root zone, the very top surface area. And the only reason I don't like to mulch, sometimes I really use soil color or the top of my container, the color to tell if it's time to water or not. Okay. Um, so okay. I just stick my finger in through it. Or if you or can if lift pop, it up. Just lift it up. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard depending on container size, but I lift up my um, hundred gals, man. No problem. They never need to be watered. <laughs> <laughs> Soup says adding mulch keeps that top layer alive, so your plant can make use of it. It also creates a habitat full of beneficial microbes and other critters, and those benefits will trickle down to the rest of the root zone every time you water. If you don't, if you top dress with compost and dry amendments and cover it with mulch, your plants will grow new roots right into the nutrient-rich compost, and the growth will take off. Man, mulch does sound like such a good idea. It's almost like being in the forest. If it's a fucking hundred degree day out, you can either hang out in the middle of the sun, you know, in, in the middle of a field, or go into the forest. You know, go where some trees are kind of covered. You still get air through there. You can still get out of it if you want. You can still breathe, but there's, you know, there's just, uh, I guess, organic material all around you to absorb and shade and uh, yeah, absorb some of that heat. Well, it it, uh, absorb heat, and it's gonna uh, help retain water. Uh, ah. in the top layer of the soil that generally if you're not using mulch it's just mm. going to dry out pretty much immediately and then be dead and roots aren't going to grow up there because there's no water Same but thing. if you mulch it's going to have it's going to allow everything to, to be more evenly watered um and 
through the top to bottom and allow the roots to pretty much use everything like soup was saying. And for the organic, I'm sorry, for the microbes in there too. Microbes are little lives. If I'm sitting out in the middle of a field, I'm going to dehydrate quicker than if I'm out in the woods under shade. 100%. I will take, since I am seeing him soon with JR's, uh, JR Token, um, Xavier Rudd's lyric, Scotty, just for you. And, yes, you know, Don't forget, bow down to your God. But don't forget about the earth and place your hand on a tree. Who's helping you breathe, man? Who is helping you breathe? Whoa, man. Whoa. Them microbes are helping that tree breathe that's helping us breathe, man. We'll go deep. <laughs> Maybe in the next Wake and Bake, I hear, as Guru said, there are a lot of things on fire, specifically trees around the world. Oh, man, that's good. It's cycles, man. Cycles. It is cycles. That's what, yeah, I, I debate that sometimes, especially living in Colorado for so long. We've all been around or dealt with forest fires to a degree. And where I'm at now, there's definitely plenty of forest fires. But I think that shit has been going down for eons. Wait, How long this, eons? This, this is cycles, but not on this scale. Um, all right. All right. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, you're talking to a guy that doesn't watch the news, man. So tell it all I know. All right. If you guys didn't catch it all, that was it, man. We're going to do some shout-outs here. Thanks for hanging out for Grow Talk. More shows coming at you. DudeGrows.com under support us. Help keep this show rolling. Yeah. You do not know how much you do for that $10 a month between the people on the team or a JR token Go, go guru. You're go guru now, not grow guru. He's GG one, man. He, he gave an autograph today. He's GG number one. Potsy, Weeder, Bruce, Banner. So, I mean, there's so many people out there that help the show, and in return, we help them. So that being said, let's start to shout out Scotty. What he got? Nah, I, I gotta get cosmic pineapple. I got cosmic pineapple. I'm so thrown off by the guy whose name is just Tri Acid. <laughs> but Pineapple Princess and Cosmic, how are you? All right, before Tri Acid, because I didn't just mention them, Jay Maestro, big time. Shout out, buddy, and Tri Acid. <laughs> yes, Colorado Sherlock and White Point LGDGC. Wow. Oh, bear grown. Yeah. And the Canna Cracks. How about Coffee Coffee Buds Buds? And I've been thinking about this guy. Where have you been, E. Elmo Pud Pucker? Say what's up. Paul Kavar Savant, last but not least. I gotta go buy some pre rolls to see what's up with the new dispensary. <laughs> Talk about it on the next Wake and Bake. Stay higher, my friends, and uh, get out there. Get outside. Place your hand on a tree. All right. All right, I'll do it, man. I'm gonna listen to some didgeridoo. Peace out. <laughs> Take your easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. Take a little break That means we lighten up a tube It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep the buzz on, on, on It's just weed It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads and natural Go ahead and try something new It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on It's just weed It's just weed I like to smoke it all day long